fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Cincinnati, a 20-point win tonight in Kansas City. Cincinnati is what yeah. Welcome to the national scene, Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats with the win. And guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. And as always, I am Aaron Smith steering this ship with Jeff Howell and the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. But we do have two special guests with us tonight. Uh, We have the owner and uh, the president of operations we just want to make sure i got the title correct uh scotty mcdonald and brian mcguire of the cincinnati warriors which is the newest addition to the basketball league perhaps yeah the tbl well we're not the newest um last year was our first year so it's it's been a couple teams that jumped in after us but we're in cincinnati regardless the the newest professional team in cincinnati that's that's for certain um so tell us what what started this ride what made you want to start a basketball franchise back here in the queen city um i felt like you know since 90 professional basketball we haven't really had anything substantial since the Royals. so um you don't remember the cincinnati pro- stuff i'm i said substantial no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that's so, fair that's fair so well the tbl is the best league in north america outside the nba so, and I don't count the D league because it's like the same thing. So when it comes to like stature, that's what I kind of mean, but I love the stuff you guys, all stuff, alumni guys, and you know, past players. I love the stuff. Friend so, of the show, Mel Levitt. <laughs> yeah. My guy, Mel's my guy. He know it. Okay. Uh, so you started this last year and your first season in the league. What was that like as the owner of a franchise in Cincinnati? That's been a little hungry for, a basketball team back in the Queen City. Um, whirlwind. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was everything I expected and more. Um, we got pretty good fan support. Um, uh, the business aspect went really well. We had some tremendous talent on the team. Um, overall, I'm just I'm I'm pleased with it for the first year. Absolutely pleased for the first year. What were some of the goals? Are you that you guys. Had? Uh... Go ahead, Jeff. I was just saying, you you guys both like born and raised Cincinnati. Yeah, through guys. Born and raised. Born and raised. Cincinnati. Right. Born and raised. I actually met this guy when I was like fourteen playing AU basketball, so I've known you for a little bit. All right. So I was just there. I wasn't. I was playing, but I wasn't really playing. I was just there because I was a body. <laughs> that was my role too, but not in AU. Hey. Was, that was rec league. Hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> That's right. You get so, put in the right places at the right time, you know. I got called up finally. <laughs> so first season, um, what was the, the final record then for your first season? Nine and fifteen. Okay. 
And yeah. I, I know you had some former Bearcats that had some stand-in time with the team, including Gilon Gwynn, including Justin Jennifer, including uh, Coriante DeBerry, who's returning for a second season with you guys. Correct. And um, I believe, are, are the Davenports on the team also siblings of Jeremiah? Yeah, they played last year. They both played. We, we had Mike since the beginning. We acquired Joshua. Um, and hopefully we can bring them two back too. Okay. So. so what were some of the goals that you had in the first season as the owner of the basketball team? And I guess uh, some of the goals, and, and did you meet those goals that you had aspirations of? Honestly, um, we just kind of want to get the word out and put a show on for the fans. Uh, the TBO is an exposure league. So we kind of want to, you know, give the fans something to look forward to, put on an exciting brand of basketball, um, obviously get people in the stands. But the main thing for me was fan reach because that's the beginning and everything. So, you you know. Sure. Totally understand that. And uh, where, where, what gyms, I, I saw that there was like a, a movement for some different gyms in some different places. So what gyms are you guys filling up as you ran so around the city? We started at Course of Sports. We ended up moving to Sports Plus, and we did some, like, special games at, like, Woodward and Roger Bacon. And for our home games this year, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to primarily be out of Sports Plus, but we'll do, probably do some games at Woodward, Roger Bacon, probably gamble, too, just to kind of get in the city and be in different places and, you know, try to have a few staple games for different areas. It allows us to bring our brand to the people instead of everybody always have to come to us. Now, as president of operations, Brian, what are what are your primary roles within the organization? What are my primary roles? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything and everything that you see on the uh, Twitter sphere, Instagram that looks pretty. Website. Website. That that's me. Um, uh, this year, we've focused heavily on merchandise, so uh, creating T-shirts, uh, fan relations, uh, company relations, anything like that. That. Scott needs help on because um, he's wearing two hats. He only got one on, but he's wearing two hats. He's a GM, and he's also the uh, the owner, uh, the guy everybody goes to when something goes wrong. When he can't do it, then I have to step in and do that as well. So uh, that's my that's my role. I try to make everything go um, so it makes everything easy so he can actually get like at least 15 minutes of sleep at night. Now, you brought up merchandising, and I have seen that you have partnerships right now. I believe you have several partnerships. Um, yes. I believe Cincy Shirts is one of them. Yes. Um, what were I, I, 513? Was that one? Or no, you yeah. um, native The native brand is Cincy Shirts. Native, native yes. brand. That's the other one. That's the clothing. Yes. Okay. So we're um, going to be featured in a native brand. Um, they're going to put some of our stuff in the shop, and we're going to have a, a, at least one mannequin in every Cincy shop in Cincinnati. And I believe they have three. So, um, nice. Spoiler alert: there will be at least thirty-five different shirts that you can get for the Cincinnati Warriors at the Cincy shirts. Okay. Um, so they don't stock they don't stock uh, the shirts there, but so they're made to order. They made to right. order. Yeah. Right. Hot fresh tees every single time, like the Bearcat tees. You can go in there and get what you want, your size, your color. They'll print it out for you. Um, it's part of the reason why our, our new uh, program that we're going to have this year will be completely user-friendly. So it'll take you to – you can scan a QR code. It'll take you directly to uh, Sensi Shirts, where we're going to have a whole column of shirts there for people to pick from. 
Uh, we'll have other merchandise and stuff like that. They'll be at the games, things of that nature. Um, but since we're a traveling uh, show, the greatest show in Hardwood, um, we will be uh, we won't be able to carry as much merchandise as we want because that <laughs> creates logistic issues and stuff like that. So, did now, you say there were thirty five different shirts? Uh, thirty five different shirts. I last count this morning. I have a problem. Once I start, I can't stop. So. Yeah, you got genius over here, man. He got, he he's sending me designs at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, dude, I'm asleep. <laughs> that doesn't mean I am. Well, so I saw something that I thought was actually brilliant, and I haven't. I don't know that I've seen this anywhere where you can get a customized shirt with the player and number of your choice, rather than just release like here's twelve shirts for you to choose from. As as obviously with in your league in particular, because you have people who potentially could be bouncing around to different leagues overseas, whatever the case may be. Uh, You have the option to continue to evolve these shirts by just simply adding on a name and a number for these shirts to personalize it for your favorite player, as opposed to being stuck with this backlog of shirts that you already had made for getting a a discounted price. And and then you're just stuck with it. So I thought that was a brilliant marketing move. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's our uh, you know the NFL buyback plan for jerseys. Yeah, hell yeah. We can't, we can't buy back jerseys. We can't buy back. Jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> so, when that's the case, you got a favorite player. Um, for instance, if you like Coriante, if you like um, Ricardo Maxwell, um, who else? Mike, whoever. Cairo Cannon. Cairo Cannon. If you want those guys, uh, all you gotta do. Tell them at Cincy Shirts or tell us. I'll make sure the file's right. Send it over. You can probably pick it up the next day. Boom. That's pretty cool. Like I said, I don't know that I've seen that anywhere where you can do that. I know, like, Jeff last year, he wanted to get a an Evan McPherson jersey from the Bengals shop. The Bengals shop was out of blank jerseys because everything – went absolutely insane as they made their Super Bowl run. And so he had to order one from China, which was the yeah. only place that would actually That was the one. middle of the season. It wasn't even like the Super Bowl run. Jeff, if I, was, I, Jeff, if I would have known, we know a guy. We know a guy <laughs> I want to know what that jersey looked like coming from China. Oh, yeah, because we, uh, we know a guy who's got a stack of them in the store right now. <laughs> all right. It, it's, it, it actually looks pretty good because I have like the I have one that I, I bought for Burrow. And right, then right, I got, right. I ordered this one. I'm like, man, we're gonna, we'll see. It's twenty bucks. Yeah, right, I, right, right. I may or may not ever see it, uh, right. but it showed up, and it like, I mean, it looks legit. That's so cool. I was like, I'm, oh. I'm glad I didn't see that little toddler jersey. Yo, well, let me tell you, my, me. my first experience with ordering a jersey like that on eBay way back when I ordered a Chad Johnson jersey, and it showed up with C Johnson on the back, and uh, it was a Carson Palmer. It was a number nine. So I have a C. I have a C. Johnson. Uh, not, it's been hanging in my closet for what hey, twenty years now. A collector's item. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually might one. be worth something. It is one of one. So, I ordered yeah. a. I ordered a Oscar Robinson um, Bearcats jersey off of one of those sites, and uh, I ordered it in two X adult. It showed up in two X youth. Um, so that just sits in the closet. Hey, pin it up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I can, I can fit one bicep in it. That's the joke. Yeah. My biceps aren't that big. <laughs> <laughs> right after I said that, I was like, nah, I should clarify. Unreal. <laughs> so as you go into this new season, um, 
how how is it going building the roster? Again, I can only imagine the type of difficulties you have as guys are either coming in from overseas or going overseas at some point, potentially right. during the season or whatever the case may be with the different leagues going on around the area. Maybe they just decide basketball is, is just not working out for them at some point during the season. Whatever the case may be, what, what have some of the difficulties been with the roster that you've gone through? Um, I wouldn't really say difficulties. Um, it's it, the more thing is um, assessing talent, you know, because seventy percent of players are different players in different atmospheres. So you can get it. For instance, you can get a guy in practice that's killing it, and then game time, he's a different player. So I would just say assessing player. And the league has rules in place where you can change the roster up a little bit if you need to. Okay. So um, that part's not too difficult. But I would I would say assessing talent because you never know till you know. I mean, the TBL basketball stage is pretty big. And, I mean, it was, it's streamed to 141 countries every game, live. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it takes a certain caliber of athlete to show up every night, you know, making shots or mission shots just to show up. So I think that um, you just got to find a, the right fit, man, the right guys, man. Obviously, we want to go with, like, a pro style, pro size, you know. We, mm -hmm. we, we want to, you know, put a just certain brand of basketball on the floor, so. Um to uh, go off of that, we have 50 teams in the TBL. 50 teams. That's 47 in the United States, three in Canada. They all vie for one championship. It's called the Lily. It generally ends at the end of what, June? Yes. June in Las Vegas. That's where everybody wants to get to. So, with that being said, there is one draft combine, but then you still have to be able to find your own players to fill out that roster because just because you get a draft combine in your area doesn't mean that those players are going to necessarily be able to commute. And we do trials too, by the way. And we do trials too. Up until the draft, we'll do tryouts too. So yeah. last year we drafted a kid from Australia. Okay. He came from Australia just for this. That's bananas. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we try to keep him. He was a good player, but he was just a little bit young, a little young you know, um, because obviously the speed in Australia is different than the speed here, obviously. So you know, I, I I tried everything to keep him, man, because it was I felt like it was so unique and, and, and cool that he he would travel all this way, you know, for this opportunity. So, but he was just a little bit too young, and you know, I might bring him back this year. I don't know, who knows? Fair enough. Uh, I did see Mamadou Diara in one of the graphics. Was did he have a, a little bit of run with you guys at some point? I didn't see any stat lines with him, but no, I, I he came at the end. So okay. we're looking forward to signing Mamadou next year. Okay. So he's friends with Coriante, and uh, right. he played with Corey in an alumni game in Michigan. Um, and he's expressed some interest. And obviously, we're interested in him. So we're going to try to tie that down to make sure, you know, that's a go. That'll be two two big, you know, centerpieces, Mamadou and Coriante, to tie that down even before the season and the draft. So that's two positions we don't have to worry about. Two quality players as well. So Absolutely. Um, so it's very different at the center role as well, both of them. Very different games. Yes. Yeah, for sure. We'll probably do five and four. We need both of them on the floor. We're not going to play that game. <laughs> We're trying to win this year. So, so you mentioned that it get, it's streamed to like 141 countries. Is that? Yeah, every yes. every game. And is it is that like a, a standalone app that people can download for that? Or is there just like you just go to the website? Like how, how do you get access to stream the games? Uh, again, uh, TBL is following the NBA's model very very closely i think at the beginning of the year you can get a couple of games for free uh, by going to the cincinnati warriors 
uh, website and just clicking on there and watching. But eventually, it does want you to buy a subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subscription does not limit you to just the Warriors. So if you want to, if you like somebody else in a different market or whatnot, you can watch them as well. Although I don't know why you would, because like I said, we're the greatest show on, on the court. Uh, also, um, to piggyback off the uh, gentleman we had from Australia last year, if you follow the Twitter, for anybody who's watching that's wondering how real the opportunity is to play the TBL, to go to somewhere else, to get a significant uh, contract or whatnot, TBL is watched in 141 countries. So that means there's 141 countries that are looking at each one of these players to take them someplace else, to give them an opportunity to further their basketball career. The TBL is the beginning. Um, Scott said something really good last year. He said, we have you for too long. That means we're not doing our job right. Uh, we don't <clears throat> we would love to have people just stay and win the Lily every single year and just dominate. That'd be great. We could be we could be a dynasty like that, but we want people to excel and graduate. We'd rather be the Alabama, unfortunately, I, I'm an Ohio <laughs> State guy, but <laughs> we'd rather be the Alabama Nick Sabans of the TBL than just somebody who puts together a good team that just nobody goes anywhere. Then like the Boston Celtics where nobody else goes anywhere. Now, with you being set up in Cincinnati, obviously you have kind of some pipelines very close by. You have NKU, you have Cincinnati, obviously. You have right. Xavier, you have Dayton's not far. You have Wright State that's not far. You have IU's not far. IU, Ohio State. Right. I mean, the list goes on and on within I mean, even a three-hour drive. So with all those pipelines, does that make the job a little bit easier on you as far as building the rosters? Yeah, the rosters are the easy part. Yeah, um, We have an influx of talent in the area. I mean, the rosters are the easy part. It's picking the right guys with the right attitudes. And, and this year we're going to focus on the more well-rounded player, meaning marketability, um, you know, attitude, you know, social standing, a lot a lot of stuff um, that I don't, I don't want to say we bypass. But the first year, you know, you know, you always find two things, you know, with, with the comb and, and figure different things out. Um, we're, we're looking for high character guys. Um, when, that, that makes everything run smooth on and off the court, you know. So, and when does when does that process start as far as like uh, putting together tryouts and putting like pushing that kind of information out that there's going to be a tryout here? Like, you know, if you think you're the our guy first for tryout for next season is September 10th and 11th at Sports Plus, um, 11 a.m. both days. So that's our first one, and then obviously we'll probably do a couple more. Um, the TBO draft is in February. So we're, I mean, if we're in a good spot, then we'll have every roster spot fulfilled before the draft. And that would just be extra, just be garnished for us. Um, we don't want to depend on draft, although we may have to, you never know, but uh, talent wise in this area and all the people that's reached out all over the world, I'm confident that we'll have a, a strong roster this year. How, how big of a roster do they allow you to carry? 12. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Well, 12. And then what is it? How how does that work? Like I guess as if some guys get picked up somewhere, get you know, move on. Peace, peace. Right. Peace. They. I mean, that's we're stepping stone league, so yeah, we'll just fill the spot, man. Peace. Nobody needs to buy out a contract, anything like that. It just you know, not for my team. I don't know how everybody else does, but you get opportunity, take care of opportunity, go. I mean, that's that's the whole point of it. We're trying to elevate everybody, so. 
are you able to you just keep you just keep your kind of like some contacts of some guys like this guy leaves like okay we're gonna need to maybe grab this dude and this dude see which one's gonna fit better with our team right now and bring those guys in we had so many talented guys last year we, we almost had a full practice squad meaning an extra 12 guys ready to go wow just because some guys were so close in talent and ability it was hard to let a few guys go so like i said the talent that's that's the I wish everything was easy as that. Fair enough. Uh, now, you said that the season ends in June. When does it actually begin? March. 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 So you're running for, what, three, four months? Three months. Three and a half months, provided okay. you make the playoff. So how, what's the what's the offseason look like for you then? As this um, is your, what, second offseason technically as you went yeah. through it? A- for me, it's a break. As soon as it's over with, for me, it's a break. <laughs> For him, <laughs> man, man, it's a break. It's a, yeah, take a couple of weeks off and get right back at it. Just try to build up, see what we can do better for next year. And for the guys that kind of like hang around the area, um, I have I have the gym available at Sports Plus, and guys want to stay in shape. So, and that's been all summer because I train too. So, okay, we, we've had the gym all summer at Sports Plus. So, how nobody, much- anybody, especially a guy who wants to return that's been here last year, there's no excuse for a guy coming out of shape. That's the main thing. I would say to guys, anybody watching that want to be a pro, be in shape. Because if you're in shape, you give yourself a chance. No matter if you're making shots or missing shots, you got to be in shape, man. Were you hanging out at the Smith League then? This oh, summer? yeah, for sure. I actually played in it last year. This year okay. I didn't play in it because I was too busy. But, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, I caught a couple games. Peyton is a friend of mine. We had a couple guys in there, too. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know JD was playing. Um, so I imagine, just anytime you see Davenport, I feel like you always see. You never see just one Davenport, right? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Probably eighty percent of our guys played in the Smith League. Okay. Yeah. At uh, least eighty percent. So then, what kind of goals, aspirations are you looking at going into your second season and and beyond as you prepare yourselves for for what's to come? Um, probably trying to raise our notoriety. Um, that's the main, I mean, we want to win this year too. Let me say that this year we're trying to win. Um, I feel like we, based on the talent we had, we could be a lot better, but basically raise the awareness of this pro team in Cincinnati, you know, and, and try to, you know, let everybody get behind it and see how far we can push this thing, you know, but we definitely want to win. Um, and just reach the fans, man. Um, get a lot of, uh, community stuff done. Um, we have some wonderful sponsors. So I'm just looking forward to, to what it could be based on how we started. Yeah, really good start. So I'm excited about it. For- I'm sorry, I asked a whole question while I was on mute earlier, and I didn't mean I got you think five five seasons in I'd I'd, I'd learn about the mute button. Uh, but did I see that you guys uh, did some sort of collaboration with the TBT this year? Yeah, we actually sponsor Adrian Bronner's team. Okay, um, about billions in the TBT this year. Nice. No, Ed, so. you you box with Bronner, right? Who me? I mean, no, Ed. Oh, I mean, if you want to call it that, I mean, I was in the gym at the same time that he was in the gym. <laughs> um, I was doing sit ups while he was in the ring. Um, and of course, you know, when he walked by me, I said, you know, hundred one, hundred two, but I was really on number ten, probably something like that. But I, I mean, if you want to call it that, then yeah, yeah, I trained with Bronner. Hey, I. I played ball with LeBron. I was just all the way up in the stands in Indiana. <laughs> I'm there with you. That's fantastic. 
so, so you said that you wanted to grow and all of that. How do you? What, what are some of the steps you're taking in order to uh, to get that growth that you're looking for here in this next season? Uh, obviously, word of mouth, social media, um, community efforts. Um, what else are we doing? Um, we got a lot of things lined up uh, with our sponsors. Something with Hole again. They're like a great nonprofit in the area. Some stuff with kids. We we're doing some stuff with Kinder Care. I mean, we're just really trying to um, basically whatever we could do. I mean, we just got a sponsorship from a church today. So we're just, and it got a lot of community projects. And I told them whatever they need, um, we're there. Like we even have a 12 pastor Mercedes Sprinter that we got for the guys. And I told the church guy today, I'm like, man, if you need it, you know, just let us know. So basically just trying to grow the brand, man, in, in every aspect possible. That's yeah. fantastic. Doing a lot of hand in hand type things. So uh, we do have a 15 minute halftime. So we do try to provide entertainment for halftime. Just people just walking around getting food or whatnot. So we try to reach out to groups that might want to perform because then we have groups that might perform. People are going to come see their kids perform or they're going to come see their friends perform. Yeah. And then they'll say, oh, this 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 team is what Brian said, the greatest show on, on the court. So I'm going to come back the next game. I'm going to come back the next game. And and get a little fan following, get some cheering going on, build a uh, NBA slash college atmosphere in there, and uh, try to keep it going. What was the kid's name that um, we made a shirt for him for his birthday? He wanted to bring his friends to the game for his birthday party, which was cool, super cool. I forget. And his name. favorite player was Ricardo Maxwell, um, and he was at home trying to practice moves, calling him the Maxwell. Um, it's they were probably our most dedicated family, like a single family. They probably came to six or seven games. They were always really loud, and it was really cool. Um, it really makes you feel good that all the stuff a kid could do. When we got Kings Island, he's like, "I want to go to Warrior Games." So that made me feel good that we kind of he had his know. birthday at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. And we made him a shirt. I was on our Instagram somewhere. I don't remember the date. I don't remember his name, which I feel bad because it's great. His last name is Whitner, though, so I remember that. Was it was it Henry? Henry, Henry Whitner, our number one fan. So we should have to shout him out. Um, he, he was great. Anytime a kid want to bring his friends for his birthday, man, he, he's aces on my list. So I was happy to make him a little shirt. So. I think they were up to something, though, because we did do a giveaway that game and everybody in his little birthday party won something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was legit as far as I knew. Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> and his mom wanted to run the autographed jersey. He was like, that's mine. She was like, nah. <laughs> that's the hey, whatever it takes. That's Awesome. Um, so here's a, here's a part where you get to shamelessly plug anything and everything that you want to shamelessly plug. And we want to help you grow as much as we can, as you've given us, uh, obviously, your time out of your evening. So uh, um, get to the native brand and get the tickets and get you some gear, get you some on demand shirts at um, Cincy Shirts. I mean, I have, I have a, we have a ton of sponsors. I can go to Newtown Feed and Supply and get you some feed and supply. I mean, we can do this all day. <laughs> I, I know. In, put your children in kinder care. It's a great learning environment. <laughs> I, mean, we could, I know. I, I, the, the website is www.cincinnatiwarriors.com. If you did want to check them out there. Uh, also, uh, on Twitter, at Warriors513. And on the Instagram, they are Cincinnati Warriors. Pretty simple. Um is is Florence like set up as your rivals, as they are so close? You know what? That was one of our most heated games last year. Like you could feel the intensity when we played uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, we yeah, played forces. we played the forces. 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 
Yeah. That was one of our most heated games. Um, they have a really good player on their team. Um, Cam Mitchell. Cam Mitchell. He. We're, we're so close in proximity. It yeah. has to be a good game. And all the guys know each other. I mean, obviously, they probably train and play together. They played in Smith League. So that's always a good outing, the Enforcer Warrior game, because it's just, you know, it has to be a rivalry. Whether you want it to be or not, there's no way it cannot be a rivalry because we're too close. So, Yeah, we, we did a lot of promo for that game. It was really nice. Also, for the Native brand, the shirts of the Native brand, they will come with a ticket. A free home game ticket. Free home game ticket. So every – Shirt you purchase, you get a free home game ticket at the native brand on the levy. And um, if you don't get a free ticket, how much are the tickets to the games? Ten bucks. That's not bad at all. Uh, five for kids are free, right? Kids are free, and seniors oh. are like five bucks. Yeah, seniors are like five bucks. Um, there is no snack or refreshment that's over a dollar. Boom! So it's a great night out for the family, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You can't get yeah. And we will have an acting mascot this year. We have one named Leo, but we had. We had to get the costume together, but we will have a mascot at the games this year. Well, be, little... sh- be sure the next time that you talk to Mr. Coriante DeBerry, mm-hmm. you tell him that you were on Pardon the Punctuation because he was one of our very first guests that oh, we sweet. ever had. Uh, he even like left us, left, left us a voicemail for because uh, he was overseas at the time for our hundredth episode. He was he was here uh, via voicemail. Um, so so Corey and and has been a friend of the show for quite some time okay that's Corey's a good guy man he's a good guy the best he he's... crushed my hand when i went to go shake his hand <laughs> i'm sure like my hand's kind of big he crushed it it hurt uh, so the question so, i'm about to ask aaron i don't know if you have it on your list but how, how did you guys come up with the, the warrior's name um i actually came up with the name i wanted something i don't know that would stand out that was catchy um right. i'm a fan of 300 we almost we almost were the cincinnati spartans but I didn't like how that sounded, but Cincinnati Warriors, I mean, Warrior name got good notoriety because of Golden State. You know, why not? So, like, The colorway is dope. I appreciate it. He made the logo. Oh, yeah. This guy, man. Set oh, it nice. The colorway is dope. I'm, uh, I'm always here for all the aqua. Give me all the aqua. I love yeah. it. Hey, then you're going to love the shirts that's coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> and you want, and you want your product to be aesthetically pleasing, too, so people are not just getting it because of protein. It's like you don't want something that looks kind of sweet. Like, oh, that's dope. You know, you, somebody, you want somebody want to wear. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, All right, fellas, any last words before we get you out of here then? Um, I guess shout out to the whole organization, all our sponsors, everybody that's rooting for us. Shout out to Richard, my co-owner. Um, I guess that's it. And all the players, past, present, future. Let's go, Cincinnati Warriors. Uh, if you're looking to try out for the Warriors, uh, follow our Instagram page. DM it goes directly to this guy. Follow the Twitter. If you have any questions, you can't get hold of him. I kind of handle the Twitter, so always check on there. Uh, we are a real basketball team, real basketball league, real pros. We'll get a check. Um, so that's important. Paid to play. If you're going to play to play to play, you might as well win, right? Absolutely. Hey, why not? Because once the season keeps going, keep the season going, the checks keep coming. You guys got any room for like a like a 300-pound power forward who might pass out halfway security, the court? I have a security shirt. Absolutely. Put your name on Absolutely. <laughs> All right, security. All right, I'm there for it. I feel like you might bring a sense of notoriety to the team, so come on out. All you do is foul people. <laughs> That's basically what I'm good at. Yeah, foul There's people. people getting paid millions of dollars to foul people, so why not? Frank Lutowski, 
you can be there. Uh, what's the what's the dude down in Miami? The the enforcer down in Miami. Udonis Haslam. <laughs> yeah, you Udonis Haslam of the the Cincinnati Warriors. Ed. Oh my God! Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. We appreciate your time this evening. Good luck this next season and uh, f- figuring out what else you got to figure out between now and uh, and. You said March, right? So I appreciate it. Thank you very, very yes, much. Yes. I appreciate it. Hope to see you guys at the games. Uh, come check us out. Yeah, come check us out, man. Absolutely. VIP passes. We will right. see what we can do with that. So all the one dollar refreshments you want in your life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks again, guys. <laughs> all right, see appreciate guys. it. Thank all right, you. thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you guys. Thanks. There you have it. The Cincinnati Warriors joining us. Uh, that was something different. I saw them on Twitter. I had no idea anything about them prior to that. Man. And I didn't even know that the basketball league was like that. That was like a, a thing. A thing. I read about them last and year. 50 teams. Yeah, 50 teams. I mean, that's you see some of the, like the uh, semi pro f- uh, football teams that used to be in town, and they would only have like five five or six teams in the league and someone would drop out halfway through these guys got 50 teams so they're i mean they're 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 set they're established so that's 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 good when you're going into a league i mean there's there's six there's six divisions they got the central the lower midwest the upper midwest northeast southeast and the west i mean they're and there's six teams and looks like like, or three teams looks like in ohio alone dayton um toledo and cincinnati looks like I don't know. That was, I mean, if you're looking for something right now, I feel like everybody's cutting corners to try and spend less money wherever they can. And if you're looking to figure out something to do with the, the kids, the family, what have you, one taking a sporting event, um, I, I can't think of a, honestly, a better. I mean, now, if you, you bang for your ten, buck. Yeah. <laughs> ten, 10 bucks for a ticket or go buy a t shirt, get a free ticket. Your kids get in free. Refreshments, nothing more than a uh, a dollar. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. And they're at, they're at, what do you say? They play most of their games at, at Sports Plus, and then kind of jump around to some of the local high school gyms. So that's pretty yep. neat. Uh, Ed might be there Sports as Plus a security a guy. So yeah, Ed, Ed might run security for him. You never know. Yeah, see that? Ed ain't trying to be an affiliate. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got a new cutoff uh, hoodie, by the way. So you know, it still looks green. You could, you could have it? this was gray. It's the light, yeah. but it's oh, still looks, looks, it looks it looks super green. It totally uh, looks green. You <laughs> could have hey, you could you could even have uh, Michelle could do like a, a one of them like cricket designs and put security on the back. That's right. That could be my name. That could be my my nickname. Ed Security Mayhaw. So I know we normally only cover very well. the, the Bearcats, the Bengals, the Reds here in this space, but again, it was something different, um, and and I didn't know anything about it, and I, I wanted yeah. to know about it. Um, their Instagram ha- does have quite a following already, as they have something like thirty two hundred people already uh, following them there. So yeah, three thousand, yeah. And they're you know what we pride ourselves on covering Cincinnati sports here, correct? And, and so. They're a, a local team. They're a pro team. team. Uh, if they were not? playing in Norwood, we're, we're, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to to report on them. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they were no, the Norwood Warriors, the it would be the end of it. Yep, you know, sorry about your luck. Change your name to Cincinnati. Unfortunately, 
Now we do have to cover. There is a there is a team that we don't cover a lot here. Uh, we do give them kind of a a little talk. Um, Aaron, there's a the FC Cincinnati Lions. What are they, Ed? Who are they? are you talking about FC Cincinnati? Yeah, they they got like Lions or. Are they I mean, mid- their mascot is, is a FC lion. Mid-Cinati? Is it lion? FC, oh, FC Mid-Cinati. Yeah, yeah okay. I know. Okay. I know what you guys can do about. here. I know what you guys can do oh. here, but you guys don't know anything about soccer. That was an offsides. That game should have been one, two to one. Should I? Ed, what, what did the what did the final box score say, Ed? It's tied, but you still get a point. So a point is, is better than no points. Okay. We've talked about it more than enough. So I, 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 well, I do want to say one, one last thing about it. Um, going back to last night's show, the BBP where Mo Egger was on and he was talking about, he went to a bachelor party and they had a queen city parlay and the reds won. Oh, I heard this story and the Bengals preseason one. <laughs> and if you're a betting man, you should have bet on the tie because they do that more than anything. And they didn't. FC Mid-Cincinnati ties again and ruins their perfect Queen City parlay. Way to go. Did you say one of the, did you say one of the guys just sitting there looking at his phone? He looked over and he was like, just looked horribly sick to his stomach. And he's like, Defeated. they did it again, didn't they? they and it was they, like the, the last. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not fair. Guys, that was an offsides <laughs> call. They didn't call the offsides. It was offsides. To be fair. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Geoff. To be fair, <laughs> Jeff was defending FC for awful officiating. Thank you for pointing that, that out. Guy, put that guy in timeout. No, he stays. He's 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 good. I did. I I did think. I mean, when you've got like, there's nothing else. To, there is there was nothing else to to watch. So I did flip it on right at that moment, and the announcers were going crazy about it. Um, but you know you, you have to uh, you have to just defer to those who know more and uh, the officials and the VAR people uh, they they seem to know more. Um, they had a different checkpoint and that's what they looked at. Have so, you seen the picture? Have you seen the picture? It, it's it at an offsides. angle. It's at an I angle. I just learned you what can't... offsides was last year, and that was completely offsides. <laughs> I still might not know what offsides is, but I checked with my son. And he told me that was offsides. Did, did you see the conspiracies that are running around now about how the MLS is in cahoots with Columbus because of tweets that they're liking that were maybe not talking so highly of Pat Noonan and just some, I don't some know. different. I don't know how that, I don't know how our, I mean, from, from what I see on the Twitter sphere, I don't know how the head coach for FC even gets a paycheck because it seems like every, every week, not because he's bad. I'm saying because his entire paycheck is going to fines because it's okay. like every week he's bashing the officials. He did. He did try to fight an official or a coach. I can't remember which one it was earlier this year. Uh, I'm, I'm here for that. You know, I'm here for that. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, there's a lot of shady shit happening in Columbus. And this could be, I mean, you guys have heard of FIFA and, and what goes down with FIFA. So the MLS could be like that. I mean, it, it just seems to me that somehow, uh, you know, FC Cincinnati has like uh, CB Buckner and Angel Hernandez uh, in soccer official form out there officiating their matches. So, I mean, I could bring up what happened at the Austin, Texas game uh, earlier spent, this week. 
probably too much time on. I do want to give a shout out though. I do want to give a shout out though to uh, the Loveland Storm B13 team for uh, winning their tournament this weekend. The party on the pitch. They played in the gold division, which is the upper division. They've jumped up to the to division one this year, and they came out uh, one uh, three wins, one loss. Took home not hardware, but a t-shirt. Apparently, we don't give hardware. Um, but uh, shout out to them. Played hard. All right. Dwight Dwight's over here in the in the chat. Apparently, he's a big Kentucky Enforcers fan. He uh, he wants us to follow a real pro basketball team. That's Kentucky. We're sticking, we we're sticking yeah. in Cincinnati over here, Dwight. We, we do stay to Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Um, also, but, in also in 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 defense, Geoff over here does really say soccer. that soccer does have the worst refs in all of baseball. I mean, in all of sports, they're worse than baseball. I should just read the quote verbatim. <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, don't watch MLS. For real, for real. Oh, okay, but apparently other teams have been responding with. I, I just want to say it looks like the enforcers literally do have a rival. Dwight is not giving this up. Dwight he's, is not giving up. He is going down swinging. The enforcers the have enf- crashed the feed. <laughs> the the enforcers v warriors. Is it? Did you go to the enforcers warriors no, game, I, Dwight? We, I mean, we did put out that we were going to have guys from the Cincinnati Warriors on. Hey, so maybe you had the, the. I mean, we saw Arkansas in the Bearcats. Yo, the Bearcat Bounce podcast last night. And that's so cool. Hey, we I, we're we're here to take all the heat. It's fine. We we, we I wish we, we get Arkansas. We got we got the Warriors backs. I I'm going to get a shirt. 100. I oh I'm t- absolutely going to get a shirt. Ticket be damned. If I, if I can if I can go to a game, cool. I live two and a half hours away, so it's a little harder. But again, I think that colorway is fantastic. So, uh, we're we're <laughs> okay. Uh, do you do you play do you play for the Enforcers then? Dwight said, for those of you who aren't listening, Dwight said, I was going to do it if you weren't. Well, yeah, I'm not bashing them. Those are my dudes. Uh, We're just in the same league and we uh, we played them this year. I got you. He does play for them. And he does play for them. All right, then. There you go. You know, uh, it all makes more sense now. (laughs) It makes way more sense. I think Eric Hicks used to play for the Enforcers as well, well, like in their early years. There were a couple, at least one, if not two or three guys from uh, uh, the Enforcers on the Bearcat Jam first edition of, of the TBT team. The guy uh, from Xavier was um, Robertson. I don't recall. Jeff Robertson, maybe. I think that was it. Yeah, he was. He was or, on the Enforcers. Robinson, maybe it was Robinson. I don't know. Oh, One he's Andy's oh, Xavier, and Xavier guy. guy. Oh man, oh. did you play for Xavier Dwight? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Robinson. There it is. Robinson. That's what I thought. Yeah. You said Robertson. I said. Did Robinson. I? I. So I said Robinson. I'm sorry. All right. Oh. All right. So anyway, um, Norwood. The the Reds, the, the Reds, uh, they with my brother Greg, <laughs> I don't know, off the rails, way off the rails. <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead. The, the Reds, uh, is anyone watching the Reds anymore? Um, like, do, do you actually give them a, a minute of your life anymore? No, this guy used to go to school with my brother. Uh, oh, there you go. Thanks, no, Dwight, for no, listening. No, I don't. I don't even like. It's it's so sad. I, I don't have. I've never to been say. like, and I'm I'm usually not at a loss for words. In my entire life, I've never been this disconnected from the Cincinnati Reds. 
I was more entertained by seeing the pictures of Stevenson and Votto at the zoo on Saturday than I've been entertained by the Reds this week. Even in college, when I was partying my ass off, like I was still more connected to the Reds than I am at this moment in time. It's awful. It's not good. And I know, like, so I, I mean, the the excitement of, like, I think, like, the excitement of, like, they, they, they kind of were, you know, after that awful start, they were playing 500 baseball, which is kind of neat, obviously. But then we all knew that that wasn't going to last because the trade deadline was they were doing what they, they were doing what they needed to do, which was move guys on that they could get some value for. And, you know, none of us have said it, they didn't get value because if you well, look at the minor leagues, those guys Jeff. are playing extremely well look at what brandon drury is doing right now in san diego it's it's not good uh if you look at um mally mally's already injured uh not good i mean there's i don't know that luis castillo is the only guy that we're all like that sucks so you had to get rid of him i think i don't know that anybody else i mean tommy fam he's i'm sure doing some things in boston but he was not going to be here past this season either um I don't know that there's anybody else that you're really kind of wishing, hoping that they were still here. No, I mean, I, we they they fleeced a lot of teams at the deadline, and that's what you got to do. And it just sucks that like, yeah, I. I mean, obviously, we're all Reds fans. We're gonna be Reds fans forever. Like, it would be ridiculous to something ridiculous would have to happen. Uh, yeah, I think I for buy us to stop, Jersey. You know, stop being being Reds fans. It's just uh, you know, at, at some point you during a season like this, like it's easier to write it off because we have very exciting things on the horizon that we've all been looking forward to for uh, for a while now, and it you know we're not rooting for a team that's in any sort of contention. Uh, the Reds just aren't. Um, we have a, a football team at the college level that is is very good, mm-hmm. um, and we have a football team at the professional level that is also very good, mm-hmm. um, and deserves our attention more so than the uh, the end of whatever the Reds are going to do with bringing people up in September. You know, maybe I'll maybe if they bring a couple of those guys up, like if there's a couple guys that come up that you're like, oh yeah, like if uh, they're going steer, to mess. They're going to mess with, with whatever they can to make sure that they don't end up giving anybody any type of time up here if it can potentially affect their time. Like like starting the clock. They're going to manipulate their time. Yeah, as best I mean they I don't can. I don't know I don't that's know all the, the information that, that uh, so I'm like not smart enough. That's the that. same thing that what's his face accused them of. Um I think it was name right now. Well injury prone guy. The only What? Injury prone guy. Can't think of his name right now. Senzel? Yeah, that's what they accused him of, right? They or uh, the Senzel accused the Reds of of not bringing him up because of the I mean, contract every, thing. Every player that wants to, you know, break through right now is going to accuse their team of manipulating that time, which they all. I mean, all the teams do it. So, sure. Part um, the, the only other thing I, I want to talk about with baseball before we get off of baseball for this week. What do you guys think of the minor league trying to unionize with the major league? I'm here for it. Yes. 
I've had it. Say those, that guys, again? those guys probably, I mean, I think if you talk to anybody that's in the major leagues, any any player that, that's there, like those guys, I mean, they put in more the same, if not more effort, at least uh, as far as like what they've got to go through. I mean, th- those dudes aren't making a ton of money. Uh, they're making very little money. And a lot of times they're they're living with host families and, you know, which they're is crazy traveling to games, cramped in buses. They're, you know, it's not a life of luxury being a minor league baseball player. Absolutely not. So that's why it's always cool. Like when and this is a little off the rails, but like that's why it's always cool when you see a guy like uh, like uh, Winton Bernard in Colorado get his chance at 31. Yeah. To come up, and I know this happened a few weeks ago, but I'm going to bring it back up because it's cool. Uh, he comes up at 31, he gets an infield hit, he steals a base, he scores a run. Like, I don't know if they sent him back down. I haven't like followed anything with it, but like you see those moments, and like, well, and then he stayed after the game and signed every single autograph for every single person who was yeah. waiting. I mean, so like when you see that kind of stuff, and, and you know, like from stories, what those guys go through to like the the fringe guys that are in the minors like they they absolutely deserve to have a union and some like bargaining power like if the MLB is going to go in and axe you know however many minor league teams and say like you can't have this many and the owners aren't going to they have the money I mean we we all talk about they have the money to to make those guys lives at least like you know livable give them livable wages and places to stay buy a Buy an old hotel at least and put them all, you know, like give them somewhere to be where they're not worrying about having to make some kind of rent payment or, you know what I mean? Like, especially with the, as much as you're moving them up and down and all around and all that, like you're investing in these guys. Like yes. if you want, if you want to get the best out of your guys, treat them that way. The fact that only first round picks have the money to do to, to live, to do anything outside right. of like, you know, like. You know, outside of having to also go, how how do you expect a guy that has to like you know go work at a grocery store or like right something else just to make ends meet? How do you expect that guy to be able to put his all of his effort into trying to better himself? How many guys get missed because they just can't afford that lifestyle anymore of of going like place to place to place and not not having the time to train and focus all their energy on the craft of getting better at baseball. Kurt Warner did it. Really? Didn't he? That's that's what you do. I mean, of course, that's the exception. And certainly, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying Kurt, Kurt Warner did it. That sounded like a pull you pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of. No, that's not how it was intended. That's not how it was intended. All right. Way to go, Ed. Elitist baseball mind. Ed. <laughs> oh wait a minute. I have another. I have an I have an I have another baseball related thing. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna fire off about, here real quick. Is it about the video that Caleb posted? No, this okay. is it. it, it I mean, maybe I don't know. Uh, adults at baseball games. Bingo! Ed, run run the music. Just run it now. I, this is not fair. Like a damn bum, you know that bum. A bum. You're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be—a bum. Well, that hurts, man. A mid-show bum of the week, huh? 
I I wanted to wait until the end of the show, but oh. he sent me a text well, message just... about five minutes ago saying make sure you have the pump uh, thing I, ready. I, oh well, I won't I won't fire off his name. Like you, I'll give you that that it, glory. I'm just saying. I, I just wanted think, the name. That's fine. I, Zach Hampel, bum of the week. That guy I don't sucks. Think, I don't shoot banned from Great American Ballpark. I don't think adults should be allowed at games with gloves. You suck. <laughs> who has? Who? Who? Here's the thing. You shouldn't be a glove into a game, anyways. You shouldn't be allowed to run around into other sections trying to shag balls from people who paid for those seats. Correct. Which is what he does. He looks at the the spray charts and the graphs, and he's got younger kids now that are in college, not looking at anyone in particular, Caleb. But oh, is Caleb working for him? No, he's not working for him. He's doing the same thing. Trying to read spray charts and run to those parts of the ballpark, which sure you can do that right now at Great American because no one's there. What's going there? But if they actually were good and some snot nosed kid from college is running into my section who hasn't been near me the entire game, I'm elbowing that kid in the face to get a ball. Like there's a fight. It's it I don't understand. There's a fight, and I think like, legally you're allowed to knock that guy out. Like I think uh, judicially, I don't, I don't know. I think, well, when I, I run, I when I, I run know. for mayor, that. you're giving Ed. I think you're giving bad advice right now. I worked <laughs> in an attorney's office for five years. I think. Okay, I don't, uh, well, when I run for mayor, I'm running on that platform. Don't hire that. Don't don't hire that attorney. Is what I'm saying right now. Um, yeah, I just think it's uh, when I run for like mayor, the, I'm running the, on that the, platform. Yeah, like, are you are you there to Jeff's enjoy gone. baseball? Are you there to like try and and get his? You know, I'm there to just try and get as many baseballs as I can get. And yeah, okay, I'm giving them to kids. Like, have you ever seen give that episode them the opportunity of to, to, to catch it or to to chase the ball down and and get it? You know what I mean? Like, and then when it's like a milestone home run, like I I tweeted earlier today. It actually, might have been last night. I can't remember now. Um, there's a, a guy that plays that got called up very recently in the last week uh, for Milwaukee, Garrett Mitchell, and he had like his first game, like maybe it was his first game he started. He had a, a hit that you know like two run double or something, whatever. But last night he hit a game tying two run home run, uh, and from the video where the ball was headed, there were two kids that were fairly close to where the ball was gonna land. Um, and they started moving towards it, and on the left side of the screen, there came a a streaking individual in a like a bright yellow shirt, and he leaned over the rail and caught it, and he's like screaming and going crazy. Um, and somebody was like, "Man, that dude reminds me of Hample." And I was like, "Well, he certainly looks like he's you know cut out of the same mold." And I guess, I guess one of his Somebody that know, actually knows the guy personally was like, oh, I know him. He's got a, his Twitter handle is like ball hawk something or another. He's like, I know that guy. Like, he's actually really good. He gives all the balls to like kids and stuff. I'm like, yeah, well, where's the excitement? Like, yeah, know, where's the excitement? I had, a chance to, I had a chance to like catch a ball and like, you know, somebody moved over into the area and dove and caught. I think it, would, it takes away like most of the experience. I think if you're not catching it yourself or at least chasing it Agreed. down. Um, uh, maybe this is a agree. maybe this is another Jeff get off my lawn kind of moment. But no, I, I, I don't agree think with the Colorado. I agree with the Colorado security guy who's like, "You don't have a ticket for this area. Get out." 
F for F for fan experience. That's not a fan experience. That's a fanboy experience. Like you are you are an F boy experience. Like get out of here, Zach Campbell, and your stupid rules. Like, did you, he's, he did sucks. you see there was a, to, a a minor league baseball team today? Yeah, yeah the pickles. At, the pickles. They tweeted that, and, and I don't know if they're I a minor league it. team. I don't know if they're a minor league team or if they're like an independent ball team or what. But they uh, they basically they banned him from their from their from their stadium. Um, I retweeted it and I asked the the Reds and the Florence y'alls to uh, to ban him from the stadium. No, listen to this. My my pops told me this weekend that he, so he retires in a, in like a month. Uh, that he is thinking about uh, working down at the at Great American Ballpark for Reds games next year when he retires, and he's thinking about being an usher, you know, in those seats, you know, telling people, you know, where the tickets are and stuff like that. If you think Miles Mayhall ain't gonna punch that dude in the face if he takes a ball from a little kid, it'll be on the TV. I heard my mom Just, tutored him uh, in high school. I think in on the high school. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just not a. I'm not a. I'm not about that. Like, I'm not about that life either. You are giving a, a an F fan experience to everyone that you that you crowd out or that you're like sprinting around the stadium to get to whatever. Like, yeah, it sucks. You know, Jeff. People, 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 your people kids aren't. There. People aren't at the stadium to watch you like try to move into an area and, and, and catch a ball. He's like, nobody's got video of me pushing anybody out of the way. I've been to, you know, 2000 MLB games. Like you should have put that out. in this. Nobody's Twitter. nobody's trying to, there's video no way he's only like, been to 2000 because he said he's had 10,000 balls. He, he literally like some of those games, he's walking out of there with like 10, 12 balls. I mean, some of it's like batting practice stuff, but like, uh, he shouldn't have put that out in the Twitterverse either, because somebody will find a video of him pushing a kid out of the way to get uh, to get a ball. Well, at the end of his tweet, he said, "Think about it." And one Clay Snowden said, "I'm thinking about it." So, if there's somebody that might go through some footage and hey, find it, don't don't challenge Clay Snowden. Clay Snowden will find that. Will find that. He will, he will right. go through every single so, one of your videos. I, I think we can all agree then. Zach Campbell, bum of bum the of the week. week. The all year. right, we're done with baseball. Ugh. Oh, okay. No, just, uh, no. FC Mid Cincinnati. Continue. No, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I was going to talk about the bananas. No, we're moving off of baseball. Let's talk about the Bengals cuts. Let's go. Biggest Kevin Huber. Biggest surprise has to be Kevin Huber. No way. You don't think that's the biggest surprise? Nah. What's what's a bigger surprise for you, Jeff? That Kenny Jackson Carmen's still on the team. Mm. Well, that's actually pretty. That's well actually played, really Jeff. good, Ed. That's well played. I'll give you that, Ed. You're welcome. What one point to Big Ed? And we'll, I'll give that point to FC Cincinnati. Now we have a win. It takes you having to make a good point for them to not tie. Stop Yikes. Them. So Bengals did make some cuts. Um, <laughs> do we do we want to talk about the cryptic tweets that went out today? No, no. because it's sad. It was so strange. No. All of that was Almost, just huh. strange. Go, go to the uh, go back to the punter thing. Why why was that so surprising to you? I think it's because he's 
so old and Drew Chrisman is so young. I think that that's why everybody thought the writing was on the wall. Uh, not to mention the fact that I think you brought up that Huber was still holding kicks for Evan McPherson. Uh, Chad told me that Drew Chrisman actually held in games one and three. And, and that's that, well, he's going to have to, right? But it's to see what he, how the, the comfortability is there. But for me, when I was looking at it and you, you start seeing it, I know like when we were in one of our uh, groups, like uh, Coach Cam brought up that, you know, the, the hang time is different um, off of them. Like there, there's not enough, like you can kick the ball, you know, 100 yards if you're kicking line drives. Like that's, that's not good. Um, if you look over like Huber's career, I, I don't know that he's really like, as far as averages, pretty close still from like what he was i know like maybe some of the the back end ones are maybe they're shorter now like his bad ones are a lot he's, shorter than his bad ones used to be averaging uh, somewhere around like 40 i think we looked it up like 43 yards 43 game, which it's like 43.6 or something yeah. isn't fantastic but his return average against him is i believe under four yards which makes perfect sense considering you're not kicking it that far so then, and then the the other thing you got to look at though, like you you start seeing that. Are there a lot of times where maybe he's punting where like he doesn't? There's not a necessarily a whole lot of you know like he's not like punting from his own ten a whole lot. You know That's what I true. mean? Like out of his own end zone where where yeah, it would be helpful to boom the ball like you know sixty seventy yards or something crazy. Um, I don't. I, I just. When you got a guy like that who held, you know, he's he's held for Evan all of last year, right? Like you got to take that into into consideration and the familiarity and being comfortable with that. And you, the Bengals are obviously not in a situation where they're trying to like reload, like they're trying to continue on. And if you know punting is average at best, but it's giving your kicker, you know the ability to be comfortable launching balls from, you know, 65 yards or 60 yards or whatever, you know, you know what I mean? Um, being able to keep him comfortable. One less thing he has to think about, you know, he knows the way that Huber holds the ball. He knows how it's going to come down, where he's going to set it, all those kinds of things. And he can have confidence in that. He doesn't, that's one less thing he needs to worry about in that series of events. So, I just think the experience that Kevin brings I mean, this is probably going to be his last year. Um, to, I would imagine it's probably going to be his last year. We'll see. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they look, you know, to the draft next year and find the the next great thing, or maybe Drew Christmas sticks around. I, I think Drew Christmas is probably going to catch on somewhere else. Um, probably. There's got to, you know, he's not like the thirty third best punter out there. He's probably up a little higher than that so yeah i mean i know we did bum the week already and i'm not going to try and revisit that with matt ariza who are, are we ready to call him punt devil now i mean yeah uh, i'm just I'm ready to never hear his name again yes, right thank now. You. i mean i don't i noticed he wasn't even an option in uh fantasy football tonight i wonder if madden's taking him off already um 
when they I'm sure when they update the rosters with cuts and all of that, um, that might be a thing. In any case, um, here's some of the, the other notable names that were cut today uh, to get down to 53. Uh, you had Joe Baki, who ended up uh, linebacker Joe Baki ended up back on uh, the the IR. Uh, Trayvon Henderson, safety. Noah Spence, defensive end. Um, Mike Thomas, wide receiver. They were all released to free agency, and the rest of these guys were waived, which puts them on waivers. Um, Drew Christman, as we already discussed. Uh, Jake Browning, I didn't see anything from him that I, I really was impressed with. I, I liked Plitt better, just saying. Yeah. Oh, real quick. I know we're not, we're not talking about Reds anymore. But John Sadak just tweeted, tomorrow night, Reds versus Cardinals, Joey Votto in the booth. That might be something to listen to. I'm good. Uh, Kwame Lasseter, uh, he had a great preseason. Uh, he was waived. Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son, uh, the tight end, he was waived. Uh, Kendrick Pryor also had a great preseason at wide receiver. Uh, he was waived. And defensive tackle from LSU with Joe Burrow, Tyler Shelvin. Um, those were probably the uh, the biggest names that I saw on this list. So do any of those surprise yeah. you? I know they, they kept 12 defensive backs, which is astounding. Huh? Um, and somebody, I, I read somewhere that they're already planning on bringing back Mike Thomas to, as early as tomorrow, um, as I, I think they had to wait for the IR to get cleared before they could bring anybody back that they well, released or waived. It had to do with um, waiving him instead of cutting him, I guess. They like released they, him. They released him. They, they released him. Because if they if they had waived him, he would obviously then be on waivers. Had to go through waivers. Right. Yeah. Right. So by by releasing him, mm-hmm. then they can bring him back to the, 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 what, the practice squad or whatever. And this says Joe Bocci. Uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right because the. I, I think I was actually saying it wrong. I don't think it's Baki. I think it is Bachi. Um, is something wrong? He is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought this said he was going to be on the the pup list. Yeah, but I, that and, was what I said to lead off things. That what you? I he, thought you said he was. He, yeah, he did. He did I, get. I placed, no, you. He got placed on the on the IR. Is what I said. Okay. Okay, I missed that then. Yeah. My bad. And it looks like uh, Cam Taylor Britt is also. Um, I don't think that happened today, though. On the but he's gonna, he's going to be on the uh, on the oh. IR as well, and oh. Khalid Kareem, the four week injured reserve list, so they can rehab and go to meetings, and after September 29th, they can start practicing in a three week activation period. So, any of those moves really surprise you? Now that we've, br- I, I guess it surprises me a little bit that Tyler Shelvin was just simply not able to translate from college to the NFL after a one year. Yeah, I mean, well, go, going back to what our guys from the Warriors said, yeah, like sometimes guys, guys are different in different environments. I like the callback. I like the callback. Maybe he catches on somewhere else or maybe he, he lands on the practice squad and works his way up, works through whatever, development he needs um that's the that's the difference jeff is a difference between a guy who has one podcast and a guy who has two podcasts 
shuttle bed. So I guess what we have we have one one Sunday off and a week from Sunday uh is Pittsburgh week. Already. So is there any concerns right now with this team as it currently stands that you have going in to play? I think it's a home game. We open at home, I believe, against I mean we haven't seen Joe Joe Burrow throw in a while. So but that was his appendix, not his arm. We'll be fine. Yeah. Uh um yeah, I I guess maybe they're developing that new football so that uh the guys is fake. So that no, uh, I I heard they're developing that one specifically so that uh, Pickett can get his hand around it <laughs> to throw it. Makes sense. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know if they're developing okay. a new juju out there with uh, Pickens and you know, his. If shoving, I see one more, if I see one more highlight of him like shoving a guy who's on, in a backpedal. Yeah, like I mean, like I guess more power to you if that's what you're gonna do, but like. It's not like super impressive, is it? Am I missing something? I think, I, not... I think it's kind of a bitch move, personally. Like, like I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Right, I tell you guys, um, this. Parker, Parker, Parker drafted Najee Harris tonight. Is he sleeping in the backyard? You grounded him. I got really upset. I, I was a little upset by it, but I was letting him make his choices. I wasn't trying to be that dad. And I said, well, I mean. If we look on the bright side, his quarterback has really small hands, so he's going to be running the ball a lot this year. So TJ Watt got hit with a chop block, and he very well – nobody really knows the timetable on his return. He very well could be out week one when the Steelers come to town. Um, was it one of those cowardly, dirty plays? Yes. I it was dirty play. It was. It was one of those same blocks that everyone does, but – Apparently he just what was he doing in with like three minutes left in the first half? Yo, uh like th- I know that Zach Taylor's caught a little bit of heat for not tackling during practice the entirety of camp and for not running his starters out at all in any of these games. But we also have except, everybody- except for Cordell Volson. Uh, he, who, earned, he earned, who earned his way to earned. the starting lineup. Like, good for him. Earned that. Well done, sir. Absolutely. Um, but I, I don't I don't think maybe they, I don't, they I don't, I don't think I'm the, su- I don't think I'm super nervous about this game. Like huh? the Bengals favorite six and a half. Obviously, we're gonna have to talk about it a little bit more next week as we get into it. Um, so I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on it, but you're favored by six and a half. Feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm just excited to to finally see you know the the guys back on the field in the game that 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 counts. Obviously, yeah. the last one we saw in the game that counts didn't end the way we wanted it to. Um, but yeah, I, I think they've got a you know, obviously got a good thing going. Um, I don't know. I'm just really pumped up. I'm so excited for football to be back on on all ends of the spectrum i mean high school football around here is good uh so like i've caught some of the like some games from that some highlights and some things and like that's fun to watch uh 
excited, obviously, for college football, and which has started kind of. Kind of. Um, you know, I mean, those guys are the guys that are already playing. You know, they're playing at a, a level that I never did ever. So, yeah. I also want to say that I called it last week. Yeah, we should. We shouldn't have joint practices. I need you oh. to stop this calling it shit. By the way. Oh, that's right. Not only did Aaron call that joint practices were a bad idea because fights were going to happen because they, uh, their coach specifically said that. Like, uh, I told him we got to stay out of fights. Like, all right. And then Aaron's like, the bad idea. And what do we see? Like, the I think it was the next day. Because the I next day was the first. The next day was the first joint practice. Yeah, because I just tweeted you guys. Or I just sent you guys a message like an hour beforehand saying what What do you want me to clip out from last night? And Jeff was like, "Clip that now." And then you've got then you've got uh, Aaron Donald looking like some kind of clown out there swinging helmets. Like, come on, dude! Did you see that helmet flex though? I mean, he. Yeah, I know. What I'm saying that's what I'm saying. That had to hurt when it hit. Like, what if he hit somebody that didn't have a helmet on? Because, like, some of those dudes, didn't, there was, like, a coach standing right there. Like, you're a clown. But apparently the NFL can't do anything about it because it was a practice. Yeah, there's some weird, like, there's and some weird way that And, of course, the Rams they, like, There's some weird way that they, you know, police that or whatever. And people were like, well, uh, Collins. And like, okay. It was the Collins, second, second day of practice, by the way, yeah. not the first day. So Collins rips a helmet off. You know. Okay, maybe fine him. Whatever you're gonna do, like he wasn't using it as a weapon, from what I could see. Leonard Floyd, yeah. He he just ripped his helmet off and tossed it. Mm-hmm. So like, you get into some energy there, right? Like you, that's some some pent up things. I I see it all the way down on my kids. You know, pony league nine year old football team. Sometimes these kids start you know pushing back and forth with each other. Nobody's grabbing helmets and swinging it, and I would expect a nine year old. To like fly off the handle and start swinging helmets before I'd expect a grown man to you know, attack people with helmets. And then he got launched. Ugh. Was the whole thing, just again, I don't know why we're doing joint practices in the NFL. Clearly, it just leads to bad things. Makes sense. It, clearly, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, especially when it's, oh, I don't know, the two teams that just matched up in the Super Bowl. Right. Terrible yeah. idea. Don't do it again. And, and I kind of wonder, like, if there was a plan to run, like, a few series of the starters in that game until that happened, and then they were like, nah, like, we'll just wait. We're good. Mind. Like, I mean, we'll never know. Like, they're always going to like, they're always going to say that the plan was, like, never. No yeah, starters, you, d- but, you just deflect the question and coach yeah, talk like, and blah, blah, blah. But, right. yeah, that whole situation was completely avoidable. By not having joint practice, stay in L.A., as I said. Don't have joint practices in general. Don't have joint practices with the two teams that just matched up in the Super Bowl. None of this makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. I would agree. And um, while we're on the topic. Hang of, on. I know where you want to go. I know where you want to go. We're gonna I, don't think, I don't think you do. I do, because it's what? about predicting things. But we'll this, get This there. isn't a prediction. No, I was going to say one last thing about the Bengals. Okay, go ahead. Super fast. My thing's about what, the NFL. No, what was no. uh? Okay. Time out, real quick. What was Tyler Eifert's tweet about about two hours ago? Uh, given the Bengals' financial advice, I was busy podcasting two hours ago. 
Right, go ahead. <laughs> did you did you just self mute like without hitting the mute button? Yes, is the answer. Uh, the indoor practice facility for the Bengals mm-hmm. right next to along. Willy Wonka's Chocolate River. It's well, I mean, the, it's commonly referred to as the Ohio River, but um, I certainly wouldn't drink out of it, Augustus Bloop. Um, but you call me Augustus? No, that was just telling Augustus, who may or may not any longer be with us, but just don't drink out of it, Augustus. Not you. You're Ed. Ed Midhall. Um, but <laughs> the practice facility is coming along. We got to see some some what looked to be uh, some aerial shots taken from a drone. And Ed. It probably was. What me? I don't have my license. Can't get in trouble for not being over the stadium if you're not over the stadium. <laughs> practice field. <laughs> I'm over the river. It's fine. <laughs> Is the river considered international waters? Oh, and uh, Ed left. I was. I, I wanted to know if it was international waters over the river. Ask the guy who has a, a drone pilot's license. Why don't you have a license, Ed? I don't have to have a license for the work that I do. You have to have it to fly it around. I'm a hobbyist. Is that not? Were you hobbying it over the top of a (laughs) playoff football game over thousands of people? That wasn't me. I was at home watching my kids and breaking chairs. Ed, I don't know because I'm pretty sure if you go back to those uh, podcasts right after that, um, I drove downtown. There was there was an accusation, and you never denied it. And then you started actually saying that it was you. Let's take a vote. Um, all that think it was Ed, say I. Ed, Ed we need you to show to provide the comic relief. Plus, Jeff oh, still got good. Jeff. Jeff still has this Nokia internet connection happening today. So. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we it's lost power wild. here yesterday. Yeah, we lost power here yesterday, and I think that uh, it might have fried my router. That's not good. It's not good. Did you switch to Verizon whole home internet? <laughs> No, and everything in my house is wired, Ed, so that's why I think that it's probably my router. Ed switched out of Verizon <laughs> wireless internet for that exact reason. Um, so what did you have on the NFL, Jeff, before we get off of the NFL? Oh, no, uh, I was just going to mention one of our um, illustrious alumni from the University of Cincinnati who's now in the NFL. Uh, Sauce Gardner has a new thing called sauce sauce at uh beat-ups and ed had a fantastic idea um to it wasn't even his idea and no, throw it was totally it live my idea. and throw it live which was a fantastic idea and um then aaron put into the universe that ed was going to end up with dry wings and what because did they, ed end up with because they didn't they weren't releasing the sauce until the sauce sauce until you, you, until you saw Twitter and you saw un, Twitter until August 31st. Did why give and me this receipt that says sauce sauce on it? It does. They made the mistake. 
they made the mistake. They put it available in the app. I could have selected it. I looked at it. I was going to. I was going to wait for Ed's review. Um, and then when uh when he when he sent when he went live, which I'll give you credit for going live. Uh, still, Ed, uh, those big of you wings. with dry wings. Well, how to explain um, what's going to happen? Was happening? I couldn't just say I'm going to go live and then not go live. And then, uh, so then I decided the to go. I decided to order Chipotle and. I get over there and they've got a sign in their window that says we've only got chips and salsa, nothing else in this entire store. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is all what are we doing here? Bum, you know that? Bum. Yeah. Uh, bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Well, that hurts, man. So, so yeah, that, the PTP lunch so, hour sucked. Aaron was like, "I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna order food in." No, I, I didn't even. I made a sandwich. You just made a sandwich. Yeah, this was that's probably the safest, smart route to go. And then all uh, night last night, I'm trying to, wa- I'm just trying to watch TV, and I got people tweeting me pictures of of sauce sauce that they got, and <laughs> in Westchester and in uh, I guess the the West Side. Well, at least you brought it to light that you didn't get it. So maybe they went there and they were like, look, if you're releasing it tomorrow, it's on your menu already. I know you have bottles in the back. Put sauce sauce on my wings. That's what I'm saying. Like, But also, like, why? You did, you not check when you got to, did you not check when you got to the store? No, I thought it'd be like this cool thing where I, I open it up here on live on TV. So we get the, like, on, I mean, live online. So you get, like, the first reaction to what the sauce looks like and all that kind of, you but, know what I mean? Like, but you opened it before that because you knew. I did. I opened okay, the bag so you... because I decided, I decided last minute that's probably not a good idea. And then I opened it and, 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 and there it was. I think Hunter's asking you a question in the chat. Didn't you, you tweeted that out? Yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> so I started putting, I started wings. putting hints out there that you got to be shitting me that this is dry wings. So I mean, anyways, I have tomorrow. I, I they have on the books. She said she was gonna put my name on the books. That but it, can I, hold on. Let me let me let me put this back in the in universe. Why BW three worker? Did you not, sir? Uh, we don't have that sauce. Did they or, put any sauce sir, in can't. there? No. So you had you had totally. I had dry wings. I had to get some I barbecue. Told you they were gonna be, I told you they were going to be dry. I had to get sure some shit. competition barbecue sauce that my brother had given me a while, uh, like a couple weeks ago. He said, "Try this." So I guess I was going to try it on these dry wings, and and I had to. Um... Jeff, yeah, I hear they're... I hear that there's a Reddit, somebody who claimed to work for B Dubs on Reddit that says the sauce sauce is merely a combination of asian zing and sweet barbecue now that said who knows what the ratio of one to the other is but i also saw red smile on twitter say it wasn't not spicy at all but they also concurred that it was a uh, like that that combination they felt like it was that combination um but tomorrow tomorrow it's on my books it's on the books there at the at the BW3s in Milford, <laughs> that I can go pick up six. So I have to call them first. I can't do it through the app. I don't get a code. I have to call them first and tell them I want my six wings with the sauce sauce on it. And then so tomorrow at lunch. It's uh, totally so, not happening. Your name you, is not on any books. You, there's, they're going to be like, who are you? 
Also, I, Michelle, I, I, are, are you gonna walk it? Are you gonna walk in and be like, "I'm the guy here for the sauce"? sauce? Would they start selling the sauce in the bottles? Do you Michelle slap your a, you slap your belly when you do that, right? Like, I'm here for the sauce. sauce. <laughs> That's not what I did at all. But she has a $100 gift card to BW3, so I will be using on a bottle of the sauce sauce when it's actually bottled. I don't know that. I don't. Oh. I haven't seen anywhere that they're even I, bottling. Uh, Hold on, Chad's here. Hi, Chad. You son of a bitch. <laughs> What'd I do? What'd you do? We laid claim immediately that we were going to debut Sauce Sauce, and you jumped the line. You jumped the line, Ed, and that's what you get. Karma's a bitch, Ed. Karma's a bitch. Line jumping is not a sport here at Paramount's Kings Island. Apparently, also not with Sauce Sauce. We said, we said we're going to do this live on air as a team at Bearcat Journal, and you tried to ruin the content. And you What's know what you got, Ed? You know I'm what you got? It. You got naked fucking wings. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm an affiliate, not a partner, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have to, I don't follow BCJ rules apparently. Yeah, you know why you're an affiliate, not a partner? Because he eats boneless wings. Because you eat boneless wings, and you try to, you try to jump us in the line for content, and that's why you're an affiliate, not a partner. I figured out what happened. Chad called me this guy didn't call that B-dubs and tell him to make those wings naked? He said, you sent him home with a receipt that says sauce sauce and naked wings. He Venmoed the manager $15 to make it happen. I'm evil as shit. You're welcome, Ed. He said, and when, and when he calls to complain, tell him you're going to put him on a list. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed's Kelly, like, just oh. walked, Kelly just walked into my office and said, what's going on? Is everything okay? <laughs> Ed's on a list for free wings. That's what it, Ed, that's what it came Ed, out to. Ed's dead, baby. Ed's dead. <laughs> I'm just really excited for Ed to walk in there tomorrow and be like, I'm here for my wings, and they're like, we don't know who Aaron, are you. Jeff, Ed, you know, Aaron, Jeff, Ed. Yeah, Ed tried to Ed tried to double cross me. <laughs> That's what happened, honey? Ed tried to double cross me with the sauce sauce. And I can hear you with the doors shut, loud and clear, the TV on, and everything. My ears still clogged and that. She thought legitimately there was like there was something serious going on. I mean, it kind of in my office. <laughs> and instead, Ed got naked wings. Yeah, you got naked wings, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, you know that Jeff just... was hyping me up the whole time. I was hyping him up. Jeff was <laughs> hyping me up the whole time. <laughs> Chad's here just, just in time for it's all week talk. Just my setup, man. In this situation. <laughs> Yep, Chad, Chad, you made it just in time for Arkansas talk. I, oh, I don't. I, mean, I don't even care. I don't <laughs> so much Arkansas talk. I'm so tired of Arkansas already. How, how, how many? Did you see one of the chapters that I made in the in the in the uh, time codes? Is no, I haven't seen anything about anything. Justin and Chad have been on all 65 Fayetteville radio stations. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I saw somebody tonight that had like uh, one of the people that had me on their their podcast. Um, 
there was like four people watching it. I'm like, yeah, yep. <laughs> this is where we're at right now. You've made it, you've it's made exhausting. it all the way it's to the, the last Arkansas podcast. Yeah, the last Arkansas. Like, we are done. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Uh, you saw what is, what is with their like crazy sense of entitlement? Does it just come from the fact that they can chant SEC? SEC? Yes, the SEC. Like that's that's more than anything. We'll have you know what I'm having. You want to know one of the most uh, the most awesome like little snacks you can have? That's really sauce terrible. Sauce? Of, no. Okay. Uh, Frito scoops. Right. Oh. Ooh. Philadelphia cream cheese. Just straight up. Oh it's yeah. I'm not here for any of that. What? It, it's missing no. the rest of the skyline dip that goes with the cream cheese, but well, of course. But like, this is the quick version. It's they, they can still be good. Yeah. Was Tom called the BBC last night? Like the no. British broadcast? The British broadcast company? I don't believe he was on the British broadcast. <laughs> no, I meant to say BBP. Night. My bad. <laughs> no, his uh, his dog apparently. He sent me a message today. He was he wanted to be there last night, but his dog got sick, and he had to take him to the doggy ER. You invited Tonk onto the 100th episode, but not me. No, he was just going to be in the chat. Okay, as he always is. He's always in the chat. And you don't get invited. You don't get invited onto the show when you jump the line. I mean, imagine (laughs) thinking. Imagine thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna do this before. Anybody else, and then thinking I'm going to invite you onto the hundredth episode, Ed. You tried to jump us, like you tried to make this a Ed thing. I didn't you know tried... you were doing it. That is a lie. That is a goddamn lie. I didn't know before I tweeted that I was going to get it and taste test it live. I did not know that you had already said it. I literally I saw that after we sent it to you before. You I copied made the order, Ed. Co- Where'd Jeff go? He's, he's over he's, it. Yeah, he's over it. <laughs> he fixing his McDonald's internet? Uh, who knows? See, now he's out. Jeff, do you need me to put you back in? son of a bitch. You dirty son of a bitch. Oh. We left again. He, he left just again. wants to be him. <laughs> well, he's going like this. I don't know if it means put me back in. I don't know what that means. Put something in the private chat, Jeff. Put him back in. You put me in, and then you took me right back out. Well, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if it was like, no, don't put me back in. No, I didn't I know was, if it was an emergency. No, I, I just, I, I left to allow for uh, less talk while you uh, got scolded. Unreal. All right, so that brings us to our last topic, which is Arkansas, and the the line went back up again today, Chad. Interesting. Um, I saw how far it, six and a half. I saw it earlier today. It's six, I think. I mean, six was kind of the the common place it was last night. There were a couple five and a halves, but for the most part, it was six. Um, but it started at seven and a half. I'm checking right now to see what the actual line is currently. The one I'm seeing right now has it at six. At six, okay. So then, yeah, then it's what it was earlier today. I think it settles at like four and a half or five. I think that's about right. 
Uh, ESPN gives us a 40.4% chance right now on their FPI. It's going to be a good, I don't think anybody from like UC's like fan base, like the, if you saw like, the, kill them, right? like if you saw the way that like Arkansas fans are like that I've seen out there talking, it's yeah. like they, they think that we're going to lose by 41. They, they use, well that, but they, it's like they have this like feeling that UC fans are out here like, oh, Arkansas's garbage. Like, why did we even schedule them? You know, we might as well schedule the Mac team and like. UC fans I'm talking to are like, no, this would be a this would be a good game. Like, it's going to be a, a hard fought game. Like, you, this isn't a shoe in. And you would think that Arkansas, like the way Arkansas fans are talking, like they they think that UC fans are like trashing Arkansas and saying like you know horrible things, and that right. you know I, I I actually remember back a few weeks ago somebody was like, oh, you think you're going to come in here and take over our stadium? And Chad actually responded like. I, no. no one has said that. No one's ever said that. It, it hasn't did, been that hasn't we, been a thing. We did it at Notre Dame because it was a because it was at Notre Dame, which is a stone's throw away from Cincinnati by comparison to Arkansas, and B because Notre Dame is a destination stadium. Like you oh, want yeah, to, it's, it's an awesome place to watch a football game. You want to go to Notre Dame to catch a game, and if you get to do it watching your team, then that's awesome. all the better. And Notre Dame fans are used to selling their tickets for a game and getting a, you know, not not expecting it to be taken over by the other team. I don't think that's a normal thing that happens in uh, in in South Bend. Right. Uh, no. And, and... It's something that has happened. It's not yeah. something that regularly happens. Right. I Hunters think Georgia are... a couple years ago was really the last time. And like USC, USC used to have like USC used to come in there and have like a a pretty big contingent of fans would would come in for that game, Jeff. Which is crazy because that's from California. Yeah, Jeff, Chad. Buying Notre Dame tickets is an investment, right? Yes. There are going to be situations where you can sell your Notre Dame tickets, your season tickets. You can sell one or two games. And make all of the money back. Oh, absolutely. And then you go to the five games for free, essentially. That was the Cincinnati game for Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame fans didn't believe in any realm of possibility that Cincinnati was going to come in there and win. It was a good opportunity. Yeah. So you sell your tickets to all the people from Cincinnati that wanted to come to the game. You win. All those people go home mad, like Ed when he gets a box of naked fucking wings. I see you. <laughs> so, so, but that's that's really what that came down to, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they and they we filled our area of the stadium there, and it was a very right. nice red color, and. Uh, Right. We took and then our guys handled business. Um, Hunter over in the chat says that uh, is it bad that he's more confident about the Arkansas game than the Notre Dame game? And I would say that I am not. I don't have the same. About the Arkansas game, I don't have that feeling. Just Hunter, just Hunter, because the the going into the Notre Dame game, like we knew, and we talk about this all the time. Like yeah, inside our bubble, we knew what what our team was. 
we knew who our guys were. Like we knew how they were going to play and, and that they were going to go in there and it was going to be a good game, but they were probably going to win. I, I think, I mean, I had pretty good confidence that we were going to win at Notre Dame. Here's Against the Arkansas, you've got, you know, you, you, you're replacing a lot of dudes. And how is that going to turn out? In the Notre Dame game, we knew that they didn't have a quarterback, right? Like Notre Dame at that point in time, early in that season, Mm -hmm. didn't have a guy that was really good. Like we had Cincinnati had Desmond Ritter. Yep. And they didn't really have an answer for any, anything in the passing game either. Right. So of course, Cincinnati was more confident because they had the better quarterback situation. You know who has the better quarterback situation Saturday? Arkansas. How many games did he... Jefferson's a monster. Yeah. He's, a, he's a large quarterback. No hefty lefty, but he's a large quarterback. He started every game last year for them. He's, he's 6'4", 250 pounds. He's a dude. Like, he's a problem. It's a good thing Juwan Briggs is like 800 pounds of pure muscle and angry energy coming across there. Who's a uh, better was... thrower, Des or Ben? Des? Have you? Ben? No. Maybe Des now that he's like. They said that his power is night and day from. Yeah, maybe Des now he's in year one with the with the Falcons, but as a college quarterback. Ben, no question. No question. Passing wasn't Dez's thing until last year, really. No. He had his least amount of rushing yards in his career How many times did we sit here last year, Jeff, and be like, why aren't they running Dez? Yeah. No, we talked about it all the time. I mean, it is what it is. It worked out pretty well. Sure. The plan ended up being great. I, I just in remember, the moment, like, I remember like thinking a lot throughout the season, like, and we talked about it, like, you know, are they just, are they, are they trying to keep that under wraps until the end of the season against, you know, whoever, like, yeah, they're going to all of a sudden now Des is going to start running wild and they just never really, they knew they were better off if Des was taking every snap as their quarterback. Yeah. That's all. Are there any injury concerns for UC coming from Matthew? No outgoing blades. I don't I don't think anything's been put out there publicly and uh we if won't there, we're not gonna talk about who the quarterback is before <laughs> week one. We're not, I, I doubt there's gonna look, be any injury reports before if you look at a depth chart that gets leaked out there and put out there and the, the word or is on there more than any other word, <laughs> like they're not gonna tell you anything about an injury. What'd you think about my zinger today, Jeff? Did I miss a zinger somewhere? I was busy today. I had some. In the Luke Fickle press conference. Did you ask him about, was it you that asked him about the, uh, about the party? Like if he's bringing liquor or not? No. Who asked that I question? Asked, Cause I know you said you were. Keith. That was Keith. Oh, okay. I asked him, I said, uh, you have stated you want to have a, like a legitimate running back one. But 
your running back room has enough oars on the depth chart to row a boat. And he looked at me like he wanted to punch me in the face. Uh, <laughs> <success>. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you, just get, you just get up and walk out at that point. Like I'm good. Everybody else in the room was kind of laughing, like, <laughs> like, like holding in a laugh. And Luke looked at me like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was the perfect question. It's true. I mean, but we've talked, we, we talked about it on here dating all the way back to when uh when we found out that that Ben Bryant was transferring here uh, that they would never like what purpose does it serve to to announce who it's going to yeah. be we can all speculate Here's, at this point one way or the other like with maybe sure. a little more certainty, I think it's going to be Ben but and maybe Arkansas does too but that doesn't mean that they don't have to still plan for the fact that there's another quarterback right. That has a completely different style that you have to be ready for. So here's what I've said a couple times this week, and I think it's becoming more prevalent in my mind. I think the biggest gap they have to fill from last year, based on what we know, is replacing Jerome Ford. Yeah. I think they have the wide receivers to replace Alec Pierce. Like, is it going to be the same? As having Alec Pierce, no. But that wide receiver room is loaded. I think they have enough corners in that room that they're going to be okay defending the pass. How do they create the splash plays? Like Luke Fickle talks a lot about we had 40 splash plays that resulted in touchdowns or whatever it is from last year. You know how many of those were Jerome Ford just – one. Running past everybody, mm-hmm. and all you saw was Ford <laughs> on the back of his jersey. Who is that guy? That's somebody the big somebody's going to have to step up and be that guy. And it's right, especially because we know who Luke Fickle is as a coach. Right? He wants to run the ball. He wants to play great defense. They've got a pretty decent linebacking core, from what I've been seeing. I mean. I think that goes back to, like, can this team rebuild or reload? Yesterday, PFF rated them the number two linebacking core in the country. And yesterday, when I interviewed Pete Thamel, he thought that the linebacker, the the tight end room, was the number two tight end room in America. Pretty good tight end room. So think about this, Jeff. They lost nine guys to the NFL. Right. And going into the season, they have the number two rated linebacker room and the number two rated tight end room in America. Well, look look through all those preseason. I mean, I know we talked about it a few weeks ago on the show, Aaron, like all the, the, the preseason award watch list guys. Like you don't, you don't have a, a a team or a program. Like I know Luke talks about like building, you know, a, a top ten team and a top ten program, and you don't get to that level. Like you don't make it there without first starting to have guys that in the preseason are noticed on a national level as saying like, that's a guy, and it's not like a flash in the pan kind of. Okay, they've got this one wide receiver that decided to sign there. 
uh, and he's, you know, he's really, really good or he transferred there or whatever, like you have to have multiple of those guys. And that's how teams win championships I mean, in the NCAA. They have numerous guys that go to the NFL. They I, have numerous I, guys on watch say, lists. As you say that right now, I think that there is a real possibility that this linebacking core has three future NFL guys. I don't think that's crazy. I know that you're not super that high. Might on, be low. I, I know you. Well, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say four or five because I was worried that that was getting a little crazy. That was getting a little homer. But I think that we we probably have three guys right now in the linebacking core that that could be NFL guys. I think you have three guys in the tight end room that could be NFL guys. I think two are are pretty much a no brainer. I think Shaman is showing everything that you want to see out of a kid that young that will develop into a guy that you're talking about preparing for an NFL draft. And we've talked about that. That's what you've got to do. You've got to be able to have those kinds of guys on your team and ready to go for guys that are going to start going to the NFL before they graduate their senior year. You have like, if you're graduate, if you're sending guys to the NFL early guys that are coming out early, go to the NFL, which has happened here now recently, Recently, two years in a row, you've got to have dudes behind them that are just as good to fill in when they leave, ready to you know pick up and, and take over where they were already at. And that's kind of what Chad's getting to with Jerome Ford leaving. You've got to have somebody that is ready to go in that spot to carry the load the way that he did. And if you if you have a giant hole there and you you start ending up with kids that aren't ready for that, that's when you start stumbling and having to to rebuild as opposed to reload. Jeff, this so, is why they this is why they take all the defensive backs, all the defensive backs. Come on, come on over. We we will take all of you. Here's the running back thing that I think is uh, is tricky. Name for me. the best running back at you at UC in your recollection ever in your recollection probably Pete as I said is it Pete and maybe that's just I think because... Jerome Ford was better than Pete I think we got we just got more of Pete maybe and maybe. Pete was around that time where things were starting to become like you know this is but Okay, so that's like, so that's let's, like asking let's, the question that Jeff, we did last year: Is the Pittsburgh UC game from two thousand nine the biggest game ever, or was it? You know, the games, but you know but I mean? Jeff, can you tell me straight up? There's no doubt in your mind, Pete was better than Ford. No, I would have liked to have either one of them. So at worst, at worst, I'm talking about one and two, one and two. At worst, that's Maybe a one, bitch. One A, that's one B. Sauce was. The best. Let, 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 let's put this in the in the really broad spectrum. Sauce was the best player to ever wear the seatbelt. Absolutely, ever. Dez was the best quarterback to ever wear the seatbelt. Tony Pike would like a word. Tony Pike would be wrong, and he would tell you he's wrong. Tony Pike's on the wall of wall of fame. In the Cincy 360 studio? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jerome Ford is right there with Isaiah Pede. 
as the best back in the history of the program. <coughs> how many <coughs> how many DBs are better than Kobe Bryant in the history of the program? Mickens, D'Lo, maybe. Dog. You know what? You know what those guys didn't do? They didn't win the Thorpe Award. You know what's like to win the Thorpe Award, Jeff? It's hard. Hard. And my Gardner didn't win it's the hard. Thorpe. You think? Do you think he ever went to Lubbock? It's hard. It's hard. But like Darian Beavers, Jordan Blanco, Majay Sanders, dog. That's why people continue to go back to that. Like, how do they replace these guys? But the reality is, if you look at the roster, there's plenty of guys in place ready to step up and do that. Well, it goes back to what we talked about last year when we were saying, like, if you want to be a team that is like that starts the season off in a position that if you take care of business, you're in position to, position to win to right go to the the college football playoff like you've got to have those guys ready to go i really hope nick martiner has a crazy and i don't even know if you really call it breakout season because he's on like a watch list but like he, he's got a chance to be amazing like i just what he has he, to do like, he has to make more of the routine catches he can make the circus crazy catches 25 yard catches down the field 40 yard catches down the field He's got to be able to also mix in a 12-yard dig where he's wide open and he gets the ball in the perfect spot. He's got to complete that catch and, and, and make then, a play. And then do something with it. Right. I really, I really hope he does because I, I just I really liked whenever they when they announced he was going, I liked that that kind of pickup, kind of like I mean, they went all the way down to Hawaii to say, hey, come up here and hang out yeah. in Cincinnati. Um and then over on defense, I hope. Like, I, I know he's not listed there like as starting, but JQ Hardaway, and I know I'm stealing that from Aaron, but it's, it's fine. I will say this. Jaquan Shepard did an amazing job holding off JQ Hardaway. Because at the beginning of camp, like the first week, it was like, oh, JQ is going to win this job easy. And then over the last 10 days, Jaquan Shepard made plays. Yeah. And then oh. you like you kind of have to like you have to respect the veteran. Oh, absolutely. Like if you're if your mantra is gonna be iron sharpens iron, you can't ignore when the vet is like, this is my fucking job. And I'm not giving it up. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that's kind of what Jaquan Shepard did. In that battle with J.Q. Hardaway. Well, I still hope that he does. And, I, and then, obviously, like, I don't... Okay, he, he just said it there. Hunter said he wants to see Briggs pick up a center and sack the quarterback with him. And that's something that could... that That's entirely possible. That's going to happen. Because Juwan Briggs, like, they posted a picture of him, I don't know, it was probably like a month ago, and I sent it to a group, and I was like, I, don't, I didn't think it was possible for somebody that size to appear like they got even bigger. And I think he did somehow this is crazy. And if you start looking at like some of the, like the weight of the linemen, like we're starting to have like, you know, those, those kinds of lines that right. are able to compete at, 
you know, that higher end level of the NCAA that you need well, to have if you want to have a chance of moving on anywhere in the postseason. Jeff, what happened the last two years? I don't, I don't know if I know where you're going with this. They went undefeated in the regular season. And they lost to Alabama and Georgia because those two teams were better at the point of attack. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what's that lesson if you're Luke Fickle and his staff? We have to get better at the point of attack. Right? Like, th- there's no there's no second guessing that. Uh, it's an undeniable I think, fact. Well, I mean, I think that's something that that most of those coaches look at. I think it's just the ability to bring somebody in that's like that and to be able to say like, Hey, you come here and you're going to have, you know, sure. a, a chance to move on to the next level. or You're going to have a chance to, to win championships. But it's the difference in all of college football. That's and, why and, Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia, like the, their lines are why they dominate the sport. Absolutely. But what I like, what I'm getting at more so is like, if, you know, and it kind of ties in with what you're saying, but like if Luke Fickle comes and sits in your living room and you're a monster offensive lineman or defensive lineman and he says to you, look what we did with a guy that was, you know, three sure. quarters your size or half your size. And I know that this is a something we hit on for literally every position, but if you can sit down and, and you can be the guy that could be here to, to fill this spot that puts us over the edge right. that puts us over the top and ready to go right. to win that national championship. So that, you know, whenever we're playing in the cotton bowl against Alabama, our line isn't having to work as hard to try to gain an inch because you're already big enough, strong enough, a little bit you're, you're past where we were at. The point being, know. they know we're not good enough yet at the point of attack. We're good enough at the point of attack to do a lot of great things. But that doesn't necessarily right now include beating Alabama, the Alabamas and Georgias of the world that just won the two national championships. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, I agree with you, which is, you know, I, I usually challenge you a little bit, but no, that was... It, there's, that's what, that's there's, what they have to do. When there's nothing to challenge on a statement, <laughs> I'll disagree with it and add extra flavor. So, I got you. I got you. We're good. <laughs> We're good. You're muted, Aaron. Hey, Ed. Yes. You got a wrestling minute? Actually. No. Now you remind me. I do. Look at you doing your job. Why don't we find it in my notes? Oh, Jesus Christ. I watched um, AEW this week. Are, are we starting? Here it is. We All haven't right. had this in a while. <laughs> I'll here mute. Comes your, here comes your timer. 60 seconds, right? 60 seconds. All right. And go. All right. So uh, I watched two matches. Well, I watched all of AEW this week, uh, but two matches that I wanted to point out here. So Billy Gunn fought his son. What? I think that's not allowed. Um, here's my notes from it. Uh, acclimated is horrible at rapping. Um, did he just say scissors me? Um, Billy Gunn looks like Ann's husband. Uh, can't believe Billy Gunn was in DX and now this. 
I don't like commercials during matches. Why is this a thing? Every time they say Thunder Rosa, I think of a new, it's a new pizza at La Rosa's. Um, wait, this match ends like this? What the fuck? Um, and this was a very disappointing match. Um, and then we had CM Punk versus Moxley. This was a title match, guys. CM Punk versus Moxley. Uh, I love that Moxley doesn't use the entrance ramp and comes out to Wild Thing. Punk's beard has as much gray in it as Aaron's beard. Uh, Moxley sells the <laughs> match better than Ricochet Punk, shot. for sure. Uh, freaking Street Fighter. I love it. That was quick. And Moxley is the world champion, so is Punk really hurt? Well done, Ed. You should have you really want better you, at the minute thing, Ed. I really want yeah. you to like read really fast though, so you just trip and stumble and everything. We might need to cut him back down to 30 seconds. <laughs> but good job, Ed. You did it. You also That's forgot true. you also forgot to close this all out and it just be you. It's oh, I was more, more worried about Alex. giving the information. Well, good job. All the same. Yeah. Um, that'll do it. Thank you for those of you who were in the chat today. Thank you for those of you who watched this week. Thank you for those of you who are listening in whatever format you are after we are live. We do appreciate it. Thanks again to the Cincinnati Warriors for joining us. Um, good stuff. Uh, we all learned a lot about something I think we all knew very little, nothing about. Yeah. Uh, that said, thanks to boss man Chad Brendel for joining us for the last half hour. Oh, hold on a, a second. Busy, busy week for him. On Sunday, I was getting there, my friend. Oh, okay. On Sunday, I'll, you I'll have a check. you have the Bearcat brunch that is premiering first episode ever with your co-host Dave Simone. I hope Dan uh, Simon can join us too. TBD, man, we really messed up Dre last night when <laughs> when Dave showed up in the in the little you know the little box. Yep. And and Andre was like, "What are you guys laughing at?" I'm like, "Man, I couldn't even explain it if I wanted to." You couldn't. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you guys will be doing your show. Uh, Chad will be producing your first episode as I will be on the road on the way home from Arkansas. Um, I'm not thrilled about that, but I'll be there. I'm a team player. <laughs> but in any case, uh, that was another episode of Part of the Punctuation. Oh, don't forget uh, tune in tomorrow afternoon for Sauce Sauce. And I'm going to stab you. <laughs> for, for for the the former affiliate and now... Yeah, he's out. <laughs> Ed's going to log into BCJ and he's going to be locked out. <laughs> but for, for Ed Midhall, for, for Jeff Howell, and for Chad Brendel, I'm Aaron Smith. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>